0: Welcome
1: to Shots. with the funny intro today. Not sure if JB will edit that out, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, I reckon I reckon you can take one question today because you did the heavy lifting. In fact, you did all three last week. So I will let you pick the first <laughs> question today, and then I'll uh, I'll take uh, the last one as well. What do you got for I me? Just-
0: Just as a note, I did ask Mitch to join me and he said he was too busy so I just collected him for one segment. And I was like,
1: fair enough. Anyway, we've taken
0: him for granted. And he
1: was lucky to get one, to be honest. He he
0: was. But, gee, that was a good story. It was. Um, Yeah. All right, let's go with Michael. Uh, He's asked, Mm. how can I find positive cash flow properties in Queensland or Australia today?
1: Gotcha. He's giving right. you
0: the specific
1: yeah. or the whole entirety of Australia. Yeah, so like when it comes to your cash flow, you know, that that's ultimately going to be your rent, less all of your expenses, um, less your interest le- uh, and then adding back in depreciation benefits. So you're probably going to need to sort of get something that that gives you at least a 4% rent return. Uh, Michael and and it's going to have to be new or near new because you know today with interest rates where they are, um, if you've got an older property, you're going to have higher expenses, so your your net rent is is mm. going to be sig- um, significantly lower than than a new property where you don't have a lot of maintenance and, and other costs, um, and, and and you know the depreciation is significant in in this environment. Most people are picking up you know ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars even a year in. Depreciation benefits, which uh, which is huge. That's you know a significant chunkier rent. So, uh, mm. Michael, brand new and and four percent rent return, they uh, they're, they're going to be the best ways for you to maintain a positive cash flow in this interest rate environment. Uh, I might go over to Ali uh, next one here. Is it ideal to purchase an older house, uh, say with a land size of eight hundred square meters, and then demolish it and build? or to just buy a 400-square-meter block of land and build a new house instead?
0: It's mm. a oh, good question. I'll, it it mm. is because, you know, I think that there are scenarios where both options are fantastic and it all comes down to effectively what you're paying. I would say, Ali, that the misconception or, or the incorrect number crunch on face value that I often see is you'll have, just throw out there an example, a really, really old house on a big block of land mm. that's maybe, you know, you can pick up for $400,000. Or in the same suburb, you can pick up a brand new piece of dirt that's half the size of of land, um, but with a, with a brand new build contract on it, also for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? So on face value, the bigger block with the old old house looks cheaper and better because you're getting a a um, eight hundred square meter block, right? And a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't I just do that? Well, effectively, yes, it looks cheaper on face value, getting a big block of dirt, but your house ain't worth nothing. You're effectively just paying four hundred grand for the land. And you do get a house on there but it's a it's a very old one and I like to call them like a, an unpredictable cash flow nightmare and I've been through having the old house and I can't say I would do that again because mm-hmm. the unpredictability of the maintenance, the tenants, it's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it can work for you if you, you know, if you want to, I don't know, develop it or, or, or whatever. So it's a bit of a whichever which way this, this answer would want to go. But I think if you're looking for something that is um, very predictable, you can immediately build, um, have tenants move into a brand new house, full tax depreciation, and it's really set and forget, and you can go to your day job and earn, earn your money that that um, you can uh, use this property to, to tax tax deduct. Go and go and do that, um, or keep the little sort of, or the the 800 square meters as a bit of a one-off, because um, uh, I've also got a large block of land with a brand new house on it. That one is my cash flow nightmare, but it's also my like future planning property. So I've got mm. a really big block and and uh, and an average size house, um, and. It's, yeah, I'm throwing money into it every month, effectively. Um, so, yeah, on that, on that big block of land with the old house, you still got to build a new house if you want. So it ends up, ends up kind of being a similar cash flow position, which is interesting. Um, Subra for you, James, and the last one of the day. Uh, Subra says, should we pay off our home loan and then start building our property portfolio?
1: No, no. I mean, you know... <laughs> no, no. Well, and what, what I mean by that is is it's, you know, that's working harder than, than you need to in, in my view. You know, a, a lot of mm. people, that is the approach and that's probably the, the default approach uh, unless you have sort of been taught otherwise and that is to work hard, you know, pay the maximum that's tax uh, and pay down your home loan... Whereas you, you can you can actually uh, you can invest if you do it the right way, and you can actually sort of almost use your tax to to reduce your tax and then pay down that home loan um, with the tax benefits that you're able to get from the investment property, and and that's like difference is is basically working hard and working smart, where where you know on the one hand you just you know, pay the maximum tax, pay down your home loan. On the other hand, you, you're, you're reducing your tax, um, you're using that tax to, to fund the cost of holding a, a property and, and use it to pay down your home and at the same time building a bit of wealth for yourself outside of, you know, your main asset which is the family home. So, mm. uh, super. you know, I, I don't think you should uh, is, the, is the short answer. It just means you're working harder than, than you need to. Uh, but great great question because I think it's the default position for most people. And I think you, you would agree, Alex, uh, in the conversations that we have day in, day out.
0: You've got to be smart, right? There's a few ways to uh, cut the salad,
1: dice, yeah. dice the salad. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, good questions. Thank you, Michael, For Ali and like Subra. That. If you've got questions, hit us up in uh, our emails or in the show notes. We loved hearing from everyone. Uh, also on the socials, uh, take care. Have a great weekend, Kaz.
0: Have an absolute belter, my friend.
1: A belter? I will
0: thanks for listening to another episode of the double shot with your favorite cousins alex and james fitzgerald if you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod please write to us both of our emails are in the show notes for little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter okay a lot of banter you can follow us on the gram our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. that my friends is the doubleshot.podcast Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next
1: double shot.